You know how people are often unhappy with themselves or don't experience joy every day? We create tools and resources that help you learn how to love who you are so you can feel joy and live life to the fullest. Hi, I'm Abigail, which you should already know, and welcome to the third season of the Live Passionately podcast. On this season, we're going to be talking about manifesting, manifesting goals, manifesting a vision of life, and really manifesting that inner joy. I've set up some really interesting interviews with some really interesting people that I cannot wait to share with you throughout this season of the Live Passionately podcast. Let's start taking those steps to the life that we want and living life with full passion. This is the Live Passionately podcast. I sat down with Darlene Tripp, a professional organizer, and we had a chat that I can guarantee was so full of metaphors. And for my writer brain, it definitely excited me. I love metaphors. I love making metaphors and finding metaphors everywhere that I can. All of Darlene's contact information is in the show notes. So when you click on the description, you'll be able to locate social medias, websites, and more. podcast today, I am chatting with someone who's going to talk a little bit about downsizing and decluttering. Welcome to the podcast, Darlene Tripp. Thank you so much for having me, Abigail. So to start off, could you tell us a little bit about what brought you to the path that you are now on? Oh, interesting question. Well, as I've mentioned to you before, I actually retired in 2019. And uh, during COVID, actually, the Professional Organizers of Canada, they were offering courses at a reduced rate. And so I thought, hey, what the heck? What else am I doing? It's COVID. I'm at home. And I had always loved everything about organizing. So I decided to take some courses. And that's where it all started. Now that you're on this path, could you give us an example of how you work with clients? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I'm a member of the Professional Organizers of Canada. So uh, we're all across Canada and we cover a variety of different kinds of organizing skills from downsizing to decluttering to photo management to paper management. It's quite diverse. Um, We're an association, so we have monthly meetings. And in my business, my focus is on uh, seniors and on downsizing and decluttering as they're working through those transitions. What impacts can clutter have on our well-being and our loved one's well-being? You know, clutter really has uh, both a physical and mental impact uh, because a lot of times, um, you know, we are overwhelmed by the number of things that we have in our home. And even more importantly, sometimes we don't know where to start when we're wanting to uh, declutter a space or, uh, or the entire home. And so we just don't do anything at all. Um, the other thing that's important is our home is full of things that make it ours. It's our own little culture. 
And so for us to get rid of anything within that culture, sometimes there's a lot of sentimental attachment. And so those emotional attachments are what makes it even harder to get rid of items sometimes. What process or questions do you advise your clients to ask themselves or you ask your clients when we make the decision to downsize and declutter our space? That's a great question. And uh, I think I'll answer it by using closets as an example. I often get questions about closets. And the thing that I would say to uh, anybody in particular with any task, uh, whether it's closets or another space in your home, is the first thing you have to do is you have to sort all your items. You don't actually know how much you have of a particular item or even if you want to do anything with any of those items until you sort them and you determine what you have. So if we use a, a clothes closet, for example, if you sort those clothes and you find out you have, you know, 10 long sleeve black shirts, right? And we all have that kind of thing in our closet. It's something that we gravitate towards. But when we really kind of pull it all out and we determine how much of one item we have and we put it all in a pile together, that's really when the light bulb moment happens. That's when we really are able to recognize, do we need those 10 black long sleeve shirts? So I really try to encourage people to not only downsize and declutter, uh, not to be a minimalist, but to really be thinking uh, about environmental concerns and whether or not we need to be consuming and purchasing all of these additional things and to be thinking about what are we actually using day to day? If it's in our closet and we don't love it, but we might grow into it one day. It's a, there's like an emotional, there's emotional space that that takes up. And then we're not able to let go of it because we're hopeful that one day we'll fit into that item. And instead it takes up emotional space and physical space. And it just doesn't allow for uh, change or growth to happen. So yeah, so I always say no matter what space it is, if possible, take it all out and just start doing a macro sort. And that's oftentimes where a lot of um, like self-recognition will happen as well as to how much we have of a particular item. It's interesting because as you're talking, I'm like, well, what? I'm thinking of my own closet and how many black leggings are in my closet currently. <laughs> 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 but also I'm using, or I was thinking about, you know, metaphorically speaking, this also kind of applies to a lot of relationships and mind clutter that we keep in our minds as well. Right? Like how many relationships do we have, like relationships with different people, different types of relationships that some of them kind of clutter our brain and we shouldn't have in our life anymore. Yeah, 100%. You know, a lot of times, um, there's a misconception about organizing and professional organizers. You know, sometimes we're thought of as cleaners in some way, but really the profession, uh, there's a huge psychological component to what we do. Um, and there's a strategic process that we use when we're helping our clients. Like I can walk in a room and right away kind of determine where I want to start in this particular space with a client and where 100% I don't want to start because I can tell what maybe their pain point might be. And, mm. you know, that's one of the tricks of the trade, right? You don't start with the pain point. You start with the things that are maybe a little bit easier. But oftentimes those pain points have something to do with relationships. 
Um, it could be, for example, uh, a spouse that has passed away, or it could be memorabilia from someone else that uh, is a loved one in your life that, uh, you know, you have difficulty letting go of items they've passed on to you. There's all sorts of associations like that. So to your point, it takes up space in our home, but it's also taking up space in our mind. Absolutely. And it's interesting, right before or right before, just a few weeks ago before I contacted you for this podcast, I got rid of two tote bins worth of stuff and in my home. Woo-hoo! And uh, I always, it's usually clothes. It's always clothes. I have too many clothes, but I always give it away to my nieces and I'll let my nieces go through their young i'm young they're young so it's cool auntie abby's clothes but i always let them go through but as i was sorting there is this emotional attachment or i've i've often been like oh i wore this the last time that i saw this person and i'm not going to see this person again do i keep it and then it's to you know ask myself those hard questions no i'm not going to see this person again this is not the only memory that i have and this is taking up space in my life now yeah, and you know, you, you just mentioned a really good point. You have to ask yourself those tough questions. And clothes closets are the perfect example. You know, first of all, not only do the clothes fit, but do they fit your current lifestyle? Because sometimes we hang on to items from a previous lifestyle or a previous job. You know, do, do you actually feel good in those clothes? Do they, do they bring you joy when you're wearing them? Because we all gravitate towards wearing the same things automatically anyhow. Um, and it's amazing once you downsize your closet, how, how, you know, little you actually need once you become used to that. Now I have the advantage of being, uh, you know, retired. So I did have the opportunity to declutter from a business, um, closet to something in, you know, a little bit more casual. Not everybody has that opportunity, but the same strategies apply. And I think even if you're, if you're going through your closet and you realize, oh my goodness, Half my closet is black and navy blue. You might not actually realize that unless you gather all those items together. And then, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to add some color into your closet. But sometimes, you know, we don't see it because it's just what's there. It's normal. It's what's always been that way. And so we don't make that change. So it does allow for the opportunity to change. Oh, my goodness. So many metaphors in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say to you, actually, that one, because earlier you asked the impact on individuals. And oftentimes when I'm um, doing a consult with a client, they'll provide me with what their vision is for the space, because I always ask that, you know, how do you want the room to function? What do you want it to look like? What's the vibe you're looking for? And they always have an idea. And almost 100% of the time, once we have decluttered and emptied the space, their vision changes because they see the space in an entirely different Mm -hmm. light. And then they're able to actually see the potential of the room in a different way. And I do think there's a huge metaphor there for how that impacts our brain and how we kind of then, um, there's like a, there's, it's like a catalyst. Once you do it once, it kind of becomes addictive. And then you keep it going and it impacts your life in a variety of different ways. I find, I definitely find that the space that I'm in impacts not, not just my well-being, but impacts my mood drastically. Like if I, my office space right now, I'm in a condo 
and not a lot of space in the condo. So my office space is very much in my living room. Uh, so I have no choice but to keep it tidy and clean because if people were to come over and I have all these papers on my desk, it doesn't really look that great. But I find also by keeping it tidy and clean, I sit at my desk, I'm ready to work. I'm not shuffling through papers, trying to organize it. And then, oh, well, I've just spent an hour, like I've wasted my morning. So the, the space and how we use our space and what we do with our space, I find that it does have an impact on our mood and how we, how we have this outlook on life based on how we start our day. 100%. And you know, a lot of times, I mean, every, let's be honest, okay, like, I had a busy life with a career and kids. So we, you know, busy moms, there's all kinds of scenarios why our spaces kind of get out of control. Uh, and I've lived it, so I understand it. But it does, as soon as you walk into that space, it definitely impacts your mood. And it's usually in a negative way. Clutter is actually very loud. Mm. It kind of screams at you. And we have a tendency then to avoid that room or avoid that space or not deal with it. And what I say to people all the time is usually the space is not working for you because you just don't have the right system. There are different systems that work for different people. And it's just a matter of finding what system is going to work for that space and for you to be able to kind of improve that room. But, you know, like I remember coming home after work and, you know, coming home and the kitchen would be a mess because the kids would have had a snack and my husband would have had a snack. And right away, it, Im it impacts, right, the way you feel when you walk into a space versus if you, you know, come home and you come home to like a spotless kitchen, it just has a totally different vibe, right? So you're you're a hundred percent on the money, and also because of COVID, we're all looking at our spaces differently because we're in our spaces twenty four seven, and they're multifunctional now. So it's a complete three sixty. I've started incorporating one thing. I started incorporating because the kitchen was my biggest thing. I would like make supper, and then oh, I'll just push the dishes to tomorrow morning, and then I woke up in the morning and like my mood shot. So one system that I've started putting it in place, and I actually saw online, but I do not know who to give credit to because I can't even remember. It just was a video that popped up on my feed, but it was to spend 25 minutes to close the kitchen. Mm. So set a timer for 25 minutes, do your dishes, dry your dishes, put your food away from supper's leftovers, make sure everything's clean. Just spend those 25 minutes doing that. You've closed the kitchen. It's the end of your night. You can relax and and go to bed. And I started incorporating that and what a huge difference that made. Yeah, it's amazing. And oftentimes it's one small thing that you can do that has a huge impact. Um, and, you know, I always encourage people as well, you know, don't start with something big because it can feel too overwhelming and you may not uh, set yourself up for success, but start with something small, just as you mentioned. And, and once you do one thing, add on another, and it just continues. What are some, if you could give a short list, uh, I'll, I'll limit you to three. Three positive, <laughs> three positive things that you have noticed once people have downsized or decluttered. Yeah, I, th I think the first thing I would say is um, you, I can really see how they evolve with adapting to change. So it really makes it easier for them for the next time or the next space, perhaps, that they're doing this in making those decisions, those quick little decisions. 
The second thing would be, I think, just what we talked about is mood and how it impacts your mental well-being when you have spaces that are functional and beautiful and, uh, you know, you're, you're feeling like they're efficient. And I think just lastly, there is a focus on environment being environmentally friendly when you're doing that because you're more cognizant of what you're buying and what you need to buy. You have more awareness. So for me, that's an important piece. Absolutely. So before we close up, for season three, I'm asking one question at the end of the podcast. And since this podcast, this season is all about manifestation and setting goals and your outlook on life, I have one question for you. And it's if you could describe your manifestation or your own outlook on life in three words, what would those three words be? I think... The three words would be uh, adaptability, acceptance, and gratefulness. Oh, those are wonderful three words. That's a great outlook on life. I've always said in a few of my interviews, I said this question that I've asked, I've started incorporating it on like my bio in social media because it just gives you like a quick you know, my outlook on life, these three points, and it's a great way to introduce yourself to the world. I agree. Yeah, it's a great question, Abigail. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I learned so much. And I also kind of got to reflect at the same time. So I can check my my reflection to do list off for today, because that was a really a podcast episode full of metaphors that Mm. I can definitely apply to my life. So thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. The Live Passionately Podcast is an independent podcast hosted and produced by myself, Abigail Dawn, with royalty-free music, A Good Life by Dark Fantasy Studios. I want to thank all of my listeners, subscribers, and followers. Remember, if you liked this episode or like our podcast as a whole, to rate and review on Spotify and Apple. We love hearing your feedback and we love hearing how we can help you. You can also share the podcast or the podcast episode by taking a screenshot and posting on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it at Miss Abigail Dawn because I love watching our community grow and watching our community become even more passionate. Remember to always live passionately and we will see each other on the next episode of the podcast.